Predators come in all shapes and sizes, but a small size doesn't necessarily mean an animal is a less effective hunter. If you're a rodent in the semi-desert plains of southern Africa, it's a lesson you'll need to learn quickly, lest you be lunched for a tiny feline. The black-footed cat is smaller than a typical tabby, but it's anything but tame. But hiding fierceness behind a pair of finely tuned night vision goggles is one key to success in life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal information. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And thank you to Cassie for the creation of our theme song. To hear more of Cassie's music, listen to Cassie Michelle on YouTube. And today we're talking about a predator that's so adorable, it rivals the pika-killing stoat in deadly cuteness. And the pika. Except the pika's not deadly. very deadly. Deadly to plants. True. But we're, we're talking about the black-footed cat. That's right. Just someone just reached the ends of their creative ability when they were naming this cat. And the, the cat is not out of the bag with that because I've been putting the name of the animal in the intro for SEO purposes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, we actually I actually have a, a quick story about a white-footed cat over the weekend. So uh, Saturday morning, Bibby goes out for a walk and then comes back and says, this is, there's this adorable white-footed kitten. I mean, she didn't say that. There's just a kitten out near the store close to our, our neighborhood. And she's like, I'm going to go feed it. And I was like, she better not come back with it. Lo and behold, she came back with it. It was in the car. <laughs> um and then, we, so it hung out in our garage. I am very allergic. I mean, I'm not deathly allergic to cats, but it's just absolutely miserable for me to be around cats. And she's allergic to them too. Who knows if Mason is allergic to cats? Um, so cannot stay in the house. So stayed in the garage for a while. And she knocked on every single door in our neighborhood to see if they wanted a cat. And this is Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, we have what's called a cat problem, which means if you want a cat, you just walk outside and pick one up because they're everywhere. So nobody wanted the cat. <laughs> fortunately, and all the none of the animal shelters were taking cats. Um, so fortunately, we, my, my cousins took the cat for the time being. Um, I was just very uh, concerned with not naming it because it was a very cute cat I just can't have it anywhere near me <laughs> but yeah white foot a black cat with white like socks and very good. Uh, I think now its name is Kevin <laughs> but anyway it's a shame we're talking about the black footed cat not a white footed cat um, it's also known as the small spotted cat but we're going to call it here the tenacious tribal tabby uh, it's tribal because that's pretty good Blackfoot tribe oh nice yeah, it's true. Uh, and it's uh, the stubby serval. <laughs> because that's what it is. Um, but let's let's taxonomize this before I explain that further. Uh, it's in the kingdom. You know it, you love it, you're in it. And that kingdom is Animalia. The phylum is Chordata. Uh, Chordata. Chordata. My laptop needs more of that. Uh, the class is Mammalia. Your favorite mammalia 
movie class. <laughs> uh, the order is carnivora because only ma- mammals can be in the order carnivora, even though lots of other animals can be carnivores. The suborder is Feliforma, which means looks like a cat. And then family is Felidae, which means is a cat. <laughs> the genus is Felis, which means it's very much a cat. And then the species is Negrippes. Mm-hmm. Negrippes, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Not sure. Uh, but the binomial nomenclature is Felis Felicis. <laughs> oh, that's a, it's a potion in Harry Potter. It's Felis Negrippes. <laughs> and what's the potion do? Turn you into a cat? No, it's 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 Felix Felicis in the in the um, in Harry Potter, and it, you drink it, and you become super lucky. Everything that you do succeeds. Oh, that's right. Which is an insane potion, and everyone should make it all the time and just beat Voldemort with it. I don't understand what the problem is. But, well, it's really rare to do. No, they say it's have, they say it's it's, it's tricky, it's hard to make. Yeah, they say it's tricky to make, but we. Just drink it and then set out to make more. Exactly. Drink it once and make more, and I'm sure you'll do well. Also, we make tricky things all the time. You think an iPhone's not tricky to make? So we can do it. It is makeable. It should just be really expensive to make. It Sure, yeah. But with, you know, the Ministry of Magic, I think, can afford a couple uh, potions just to, to take Voldemort down a couple pegs. Anyway, I'm not here to gripe to, to Negripes about... Uh, Harry Potter plot holes. We're here to talk about critter groups. The part of the show where I ask you, Joe, a question, and that question is the same every time. What is the name of a group of this animal? And we're doing cats. So, what is the term of venery? What is the collective noun for cats? So, is it if you cuteness? if you saw a what? I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna guess it's called a cuteness. It's a cuteness of cats. Uh, that's my first guess. Well, it's not my final answer. It's my first. It's just your first guess. Oh, well, so here are the here are the options. Is it a prowl of cats, a stretch of cats, a spaff of cats, or a pounce of cats, or E, a cuteness of cats, <laughs> <laughs> e, or E all of the above, the 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 multiple choice test takers worst nightmare and uh arch enemy is the e all of the above option or none of the above (laughs) probably none of the above is worse is it a b both a and b neither a nor b (laughs) and they don't actually have any answers it's just a is (laughs) is it a or b b is it b or c c is it a b and c or d is it none of the above (laughs) a is it d or c or d B, is it neither D or C? C, is it A and D? (laughs) Uh, I think we've lost everybody. Yeah, (laughs) same. Uh, I'm going to need to hear those again. Prowl, stretch, spaff, and pounce. A spaff. A Horatio Spafford. Sure, the the spaff of Aaron. (laughs) (laughs) A spaff infection. <laughs> spaff is such a weird word, but you might have just looked up a weird word. I'm going to go with pounce. It's a pounce of cats. Final, Final answer. answer. Yeah. Uh, you're correct. Nice. I am surprised I because it's so on the nose. It's so appropriate. Spaff was really calling to me, but I know you've done it before where you looked up or made up in a really weird word as a dark horse. I actually what is was, a spaff? I was—I don't know. I was just thinking of the word 
Stafford, which is the, a brand of shirts that I'm looking for. And um, I don't know, just spaff ended up huh. being there. Like a sp- I hope that's like a not spat. a bad word. Like four-letter words are want to be. I, it's It doesn't grammarly flagged it as not a word, so. Okay, good. We'll see. I, of course, it could be some sort of archaic uh, racial slur, so I'd... I guess I should have looked it up. Anyway, good job. It's a pounce of cats. Thank you. There are quite a few for, for cats, um, so it, this is a well we can come back to at least two more times before I have to start figuring something else out to do with critter groups. So let's talk about where this thing lives. It lives in the southern region of Africa, in countries like Namibia, Botswana, South Africa, of course, and... Zimbabwe, a little bit of Zimbabwe. It likes dry grasslands and savanna areas, like scrublands. With it's sp- the fun to say region of Africa. Namibia, Botswana, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is really fun to say. I really like Botswana as well. That's pretty good. Yeah. There's also Les- Lesotho, which is there, um, and then Swaziland. Is this all Swahili? Swaziland. Swaziland is fun to say. Is, Man, they they do have some. Is good this ones. is this all Swahili words, or is it just a range of different? Languages? Oh, they speak all kinds of languages. There's oh yeah. Uh, there's like oh here here you go. Kaza, the clicking nice. language. Yeah, yeah. Um, that the the language that the uh, that the Lion King intro is is in. Oh, I thought that was Swahili because Simba is Swahili. Well, you hear clicks in it. Oh, you do. Yeah, it's it, uh, maybe it's a mix. I don't know. I don't think you hear Simba in the in the intro. You hear the like Boosa, true, the Boosa Simba song when he's running. That's that one's I think in Swahili. Anyway, yes, lots of lot, the the African languages, South African languages are often like very vocalic. They have a lot of vowels in them, um, and so they're they're That's fun. That's why to say. it makes such good music. Oh yeah, just with the harmonies and the yeah, it's good. I'll sometimes listen to like whole uh, playlists of just like African, oh specifically like Swahili, um, like chorus music and like what what is it the Soweto Gospel Choir? It's it's a it's a good Ooh. group. I went to Soweto anyway. Um, Let's talk about what this cat looks like. We're talking about the black-footed cat. Um, so, it, I mean, this really just looks like a cat, like a regular cat, a like house, a house cat. cat. It's a typical yeah. spotted It looks house like cat. a house kitten. Yeah, it's very cute. I mean, as it's, it's, it looks like a cat. It's exactly as cute as a cat. Same size. The coloration is a little bit different. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, and the cuteness levels. It has t- t- tawny fur. I had to look this up. Yellowish brown. That's what tawny is. A tawny tabby. Yes, tawny tabby. Um, with it has black spots and stripes going across its face and body, and it kind of looks like a serval. You can actually there's actually a picture. You can look up a serval and this cat, and their their coat is almost exactly the same, but their body size is a bit different. Uh, servals have these really long pointed ears and they have long they have uh, bigger and more slender bodies and long tails um, on the other hand uh, the black-footed cat has a relatively short tail and 
a stockier body than most other cats, um, specifically domestic cats. So it actually isn't a very good climber. Hmm. True to their name, the soles of their feet are black or dark brown in color. Uh, but a- their actual like feet, the one, the part you can see is not black. You just you have to turn over their paws, and it's black. So they're they are black footed, but you wouldn't see you wouldn't know that just from looking at them immediately. Um, and they are the smallest wild cat in Africa. Okay, I know there's smaller ones in uh like the rainforests, but this one is pretty little and kitten like. It just looks like somebody's house cat is roaming around the savanna a very interesting colored house cat yeah it's like a this is my cheetah cat <laughs> but how okay. small is it who said that <laughs> who invoked this well regardless of who it was welcome to the beloved measure up segment the official listener's favorite part of the show the part of the show where you present the animal size and dimensions in relatable terms through a quiz that's fun for the whole family it's also part of the show that's introduced by you when you send in su- Otter yourself saying, singing, or chittering the words measure up into ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We don't have a new measure up intro this week. That means we get to hear from an animal. And Carlos has to guess what it is. Marvelous. Are you ready for this? Yes. Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. (laughs) All right. Is it? A, a woman laughing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> is, it, is it A, an American bobcat? B, a jaguarundi, which we talked about before as being just a jaguar. It is not. It's its own cat. It's a different thing. It's a small. It's very interesting looking. Or is it C, a caracle? Or is it D, an armadillo? I think it's a caracle. It's the... Caracle? Yeah, I think that's the... Caracle. Chocolate with a caracle center? Mm, delicious. The last one is armadillo. Yeah. I don't think it's an armadillo. Bobcat, Jaguarundi, Caracal, Armadillo. Caracals live where uh, our friend the black-footed cat lives. Yeah, so I think it's either a Caracal or a Bobcat. I have no idea what either one sounds like. Uh, uh, Caracal. Final answer. Final answer, Caracal. That is correct. Yes. I don't think I've gotten one right in like 10 episodes. (laughs) <laughs> that's a caracal it looks like a a smaller version of a it's like a bobcat mixed with a pan the florida panther with the tufted ears yeah there's a lot of different kinds of wild cats out there not just the big five that's true and we're talking about one today mm-hmm. but they're not actually big cats they're very small cats we're talking about today uh, let's talk about male length. Males are slightly bigger than females with a length between 42.5 and 50 centimeters. In- uh, English, six, please. 16.7 and 19.7 inches. We're going with, as always, the upper end of average. Uh, so the black-footed cat was discovered in the South African desert of Karoo. How many years would it take for rain on the Karoo Plains to rise to the length of the black-footed cat. So you're looking for annual rainfall. Here's a hint. <laughs> the, the Karoo Desert is considered a semi, semi-desert, semi 
and it supports a range of plant and animal life, including aloe, succulents, and flowering plants. All right. I, we're going with the upper end of average for the rainfall as well. I'm going to go ahead and assume that there's not a lot of rainfall in wherever this cat, in the, all the areas that the cat lives in. Annual, though. Annual rainfall on the plains of the Karoo Desert. I'm going to say five. Five years of rain. Yes. I think that there's four inches of rain, annual rainfall a year. That might be insane, and I don't know. So, who knows? Final <laughs> I mean, somebody answer, knows. Four, Lots of people know, I'm sure. Five? Yes. The answer, the answer is five annual rainfalls worth of rain to equal the height okay. of the cat. The correct answer is two years of rainfall. Uh, it might be five years in a full desert, but in a semi-arid, uh, semi-desert, it's two years. Annual rainfall in Karoo is between 50 and 250 millimeters. I'm guessing that's 10 inches. Something like that. Must be. <laughs> uh, let's talk male weight. They weigh between 1.6 and 2.45 kilograms or 3.5 and 5.4 pounds. How many swallows, the second largest raw diamond in the world, go into the weight of a black-footed cat? Swellow is a Pokemon. <laughs> Su- Suello. Okay. Suello. The Suello was mined in Botswana, which has become known for responsible mining practices amidst Africa's dubious and often oppressive diamond trade and mining practices. The diamond was purchased by Louis Vuitton, the company, for an unknown price. But it's estimated that Suello could be worth around $50 million. I would have totally believed you had you said that Louis Vuitton was a person who bought the the diamond. He was a person, but he's dead. And they bought Tiffany, a diamond and jewelry company. Louis Vuitton bought Tiffany? You can't buy a person. <laughs> it sounds like two people. Yeah, I mean, that's what all these, like... High-end stores. Jared. <laughs> yeah. It's not even close to a luxury-sounding brand. <laughs> this is this is Pete. You know, <laughs> high-end shoes. Just Pete. Um, sorry if your name is Pete. It just doesn't sound very luxurious. Um, it sounds uh, salt of the earth. Yeah, you just sound like a, a working, work, working man. Diamond, are we? So the question: How many how many black-footed cats go into the weight of the diamond, or the other way around? The other way around. Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't think there are diamonds that are heavier than that. I have no idea. I'm gonna say it's a third of a pound. That sounds like a pretty hefty diamond. That sounds like fifty million dollars worth of diamond to me. And what you said, five point seven. 5.4 pounds or 2.45 kilograms. So that means we're dealing with 16. 16 swallows go into the weight of the black-footed cat. Final answer? Mm-hmm. 
Well, you're half right. And by that, I mean, if you halved your number, you'd be right. It's <laughs> seven suelos. Oh, boy. So uh, the heavy... suelo is 352 grams or 12.39 ounces. It's almost a, well, it's like three quarters of a pound. That is a heavy diamond. All right. Are we out of the measure up, the mire, the, the mine of measure up? Have we mined the facts? We sure have. All right. We came up slightly less rich than Louis Vuitton on that one, but, or whoever sold Louis Vuitton the diamond, I guess, was the real winner in that situation. I guess the country of Botswana. But here's some fast facts. The black-footed cat. Uh, it has a diet of small birds, rodents, and uh, even the Cape Hare, which is heavier than the cat. Researchers actually tracked two cats for 622 hours, um, and th- they caught a lot of things. But if they ever caught something that was bigger than them, uh, they would gorge themselves and then stash the kill in a hollow and cover it with sand. So they are little resourceful guys. Cats often do that. Um and they also ate insects like termites, grasshoppers, and moths. So they are, they'll eat whatever they can get their hands on. They do live in a partial desert. They have a home range of up to six square miles. So a pretty big territory um, for such a small cat. Uh, and they have a litter of about two kittens each time. That's that's all I got. I'll leave the rest to the uh, the major fact. Okie dokie. Is the major fact that this cat is so jellical? <laughs> it's not a jellical cat, no? actually. No? Oh, bummer. It's angelical. It's uh, evangelical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get to the major fact, we have a segment uh, of Facts with Friends. Ooh. So today we have a Facts with Friends segment from our friend Sam, who is a biologist and PhD student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. She's also a co-founder of Project Conservation, an organization that supports ongoing conservation research. Nice. Take it away, Sam. Hello, and thanks for having me today to help share some facts about the black-footed cat and their conservation. My name is Sam Helley, and I'm a conservation biologist and PhD student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. I study a cat that is more than 400 times the size of the black-footed cat, the Bengal tiger. Since 2002, the black-footed cat has been listed as vulnerable by the IUCN Red List. Like many small wildcats, it is vastly understudied and has very specific habitat requirements. Hunting and killing of black-footed cats is banned throughout its entire range, and human-black-footed cat conflicts isn't really a thing. However, it shares its range with other carnivores like jackals, foxes, and the African wildcats, which do sometimes predate on domestic animals. Where this becomes a problem for the black-footed cats is that the predator control methods such as poison or baited traps meant for the quote problem predators is attracted for black-footed cats as opportunistic scavengers. Poisoning of locusts, a common agricultural pest, is also a huge problem because black-footed cats regularly eat locusts. It is a huge part of their diet. Another major threat to black-footed cats is degradation and loss of habitat due to livestock grazing. These sleuthy predators live and hunt in grasslands. 
Without grasslands, there's not a prey base. Without a prey base, we lose predators. Predators which could be helping with a locust problem. There are a few existing conservation groups out there working to protect the smallest wildcat in Africa, namely the Black-Footed Cat Project and the Black-Footed Cat Working Group. As we don't know a whole lot about this wildcat, more research about its distribution and ecology, as well as locally led research and conservation efforts are needed. If you would like to support Black-Footed Cat Conservation, you can go to the International Society for Endangered Cats at wildcatconservation.org and donate to the Black-Footed Cat Fund. 100% of donations go towards conservation efforts. Thank you again to Carlos and Joe for having me on today. You can learn more about me and community-based tiger conservation at my Twitter and Instagram, Samantha I Am. And also check out my nonprofit's website, projectconservationfund.org, to learn more about how we are connecting the general public to on-the-ground, locally-led tiger conservation with researchers and communities in Thailand and Nepal. 100% of donations go directly to these projects and the communities who steward critical habitat of these amazing wildcats we care so much about. Thanks, Sam. Very helpful. Very helpful indeed. All righty. Should we get right into the major fact? Yes. Okay, I'm calling this major fact a prolific predator. Ooh. So the black-footed cat is a tiny predator. About 200 of these go into your average lion. Uh, but when it comes to wild cats, our little night stalker is the deadliest killer cat on the planet. Deadly how, you might ask. Deadly how. I did ask. There we go. <laughs> the deadliness accolade refers to their hunting success rate, uh, which means the percent chance they have to catch prey that they locate and then expend energy to catch. So the black-footed cat catches what they stalk 60% of the time. So this is, this is the best rate among cats, with cheetahs coming in second among cats at 58%. Hmm. Leopards are at 38%, lions are at 25%, and tigers are only at 5 to 10%. Same as polar bears, 10%. Don't wow, they go. polar bears have got to increase their their ratio because it's like they get like a meal a month or something like that. Tigers should increase their It's not like tigers have nothing to hide behind <laughs> like a polar bear. Well, a polar I guess a polar bear like tries to eat narwhals and stuff like that so it can be tough i imagine to to get uh its prey every time yeah so your own domestic tabby hits her target 32 percent of the time Hmm. i wonder what it is for humans it's probably hard to determine because we have so many different types of hunting and different types of hunters but side note do you know the best hunting success rate of any animal Mm. or what that animal is is it the heron? No, that's an interesting guess, though. Just because it's got, I, I don't know. It just it, it seems like it would be, you know, laser focused and pinpoint accuracy with its spear face. It is not, unfortunately. The best, best in the world is dragonflies. Oh wow! They hit their target ninety five percent of the time. Dang. Do you know the most prolific canine hunter? Dingoes. Good guess, but it's African wild dogs. They hit their target up to 80% of the time, depending on the pack size. I guess it helps to have many of you. Yeah. 
they can have like a pack of like 60 but they lose their kills to larger predators constantly so they eat really quickly in the words of dr alan grant you are alive when they start to eat you <laughs> the point is you're alive when they start to i don't know why i gave him a like a a, a cajun accent <laughs> he's a british man pretending to be an american <laughs> so how are black-footed cats so deadly compared to their much larger competitors they hypnotize them with their adorable cuteness that's what that, that's what would happen to me but you tend to see lower success rates based on environment prey size and predator size for instance tigers are huge they can only attack in quick bursts of speed before running out of energy so they need to get really close to their prey to have success and that's hard to do when you're 10 feet long and 400 pounds i would know difficult to hide uh animals like wolves and lions hunt very large prey which is difficult to take down every time so they lose out to just prey being too big to to take down and then polar bears struggle with environmental factors like nothing to hide behind and quick getaways for water in the water for seals and which is their main food source but for black-footed cats their nightly hunting grounds are huge compared to their little bodies so they can walk up to 20 miles in a single hunt. Among small wild cats, this is the largest hunting trek ever recorded. That's like bear-level hunting range. Well, so wouldn't like a baleen whale be like have like a 100% hunting, if you can even call it that? I feel like that's just like farming. <laughs> not even hunting? Just while you're swimming, open your mouth and eat? things i don't know i guess it doesn't count yeah i don't know i don't know if it's a uh, yeah it might not count uh so then the the the, the cats also have excellent excellent night vision and finely tuned hearing as cats so anything do. that moves in the dark may trigger this kitty's radars as cats are wont to do the black-footed cat loves to eat small mammals especially gerbils but birds and arthropods like grasshoppers and scorpions are on the table as well so even this little cat has a pretty good size advantage against its prey. Mm -hmm. So the cat's small size, nocturnal lifestyle, and graceful movement make it hard to spot in the grasses and shrubs of its territory. That makes it really difficult for us to study, but it also makes it really difficult for its prey to see it coming. When it spies potential prey, it's able to quietly get extremely cl close while undetected. And then its spring-loaded limbs allow it to pounce on prey with speed and power. So it can even leap into the air to catch flushed birds with a high degree of success. I saw a video of it coming right up to a bird and just waiting for it to try to fly away. And then just leaping out of frame and coming back down with the bird in its mouth. Man, that's like the reflexes required for that. It's got these huge eyes, so I am I'm assuming like its its vision works so well that it like it it just can see the trajectory. It's like it's like Joseph Gordon Levitt in Premium Rush coming to an intersection and just knowing the right path to not get hit by a car. <laughs> that is a that is a reference. You know that you know that movie <laughs> sure that everybody is. loves with starring Joseph Gordon Levitt, that movie with him on the bike. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, well, I guess then to that logic should be applied to all Disney characters because they have the biggest eyes ever. They should have lightning fast reflexes. That's what I got. It's all I got. Little tiny predators. All right, that was the black-footed cat. Basically, a uh, a house cat that escaped and mated with a cheetah and then had babies, and we have this one. Uh, <laughs> but so for you out there in Podcastia, be a cat, hone your skills, and be jellical like the black-footed cat here in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. Hey, LDT listeners. Thanks for listening to the end of the episode. For your loyalty, you get a shameless self-promotion from us. If you haven't already, leaving a review on your favorite podcast app can really help us grow. But telling your podcast-loving friends about us is even better. Also, don't forget to send in your measure-up intros and animal suggestions to ldtaxonomy at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. As always, thanks, most of all, for listening. podcast <laughs> or not jellical i don't know be whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> just jellical just yeah you know? just just jellical is all i've got to say <laughs>